Recording now? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Beat. If you're looking for a clean, sober, professional, academic, well researched, historically accurate, generally accurate, serious podcast on Southern folklore, ghosts, bizarre events, and unique people, this podcast is not for you. However, if you've decided you can live with that, then join us for The Strange South. Didn't that sound that like... That was really good. I'm a radio announcer. You are a radio announcer. I was like, dang, you pulled it out. I, I thought it was going to be Giggle Fest. Or oh, no. I was going to be Giggle Fest, actually. I, so, you These pulled it nuts. out, and I like... These blueberries are... Held back my giggles. Ex- exciting and sobering all at once. So much better than Coke wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That cola wine Whew. got worse the more I thought about it afterwards. It kind of makes my stomach hurt a little bit I'm, I'm never ever it. having that again. Yeah. I think, like, my review was like, oh, this yeah, wasn't so bad. Like, you gave it a really generous review. Seriously. And, like, every time I've thought about it since then, I've been like, that, that was pretty nasty. Yeah. Like, so that, I apologize for that was <laughs> misleading some, everyone. That was some. Some desperate southern cocktail going on. Yeah, right there. it really was. Well, this 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 is way better. This is. We are now drinking. Um, let's see. It's called the Purple Haze. Yeah, it's, it's great inspired name. Inspired in East Carolina, it says. It's this, from a website called Southern Parm. I don't know anything about it. I just searched for. I had champagne, so I right. searched for Southern champagne Left cocktail. Leftover champagne from New Year's. And this is um, delicious. It's champagne, it pineapple juice, blueberry simple syrup, and vodka. And it's beautiful. And it's gorgeous. And it it's really gorgeous. is. Yes. It's got a nice little, what do they call it? It's an ombre effect. It is an ombre effect. I'm right now watching like blueberry pulp rise to the top, which is sort of gross, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's New Orleans. When I think of like ombre drinks, I think of New Orleans for some mm. reason. So anyway. Hey, Morlea. Hi, Patrice. <laughs> we didn't introduce ourselves, so I thought I'd go ahead and get that over with, just so that you know whose voice is who, who, who's... Who is who? Who, who is who's who? who? I don't know. I mean... Who's him? Yeah. I'm an editor. You'd think I should be able to answer that question right off. But. Well, I know, like, if you can substitute him for whom and it works, then that's where you're supposed to use whom. Who is him? Who is... Yeah. Whom who is him? No. Yeah. <laughs> It's not working either. It's very confusing. Oh my god, if any of my friends from college are listening to this right now, they're probably screaming. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Okay, so, so some post-mortem. Um, I was going to tell you, right after you, you left yes, from the last this. Um, podcast, something really bizarre. I've had a couple of bizarre things happen, and I've paid, I have paid closer attention to them. Um, since we started this uh, podcast, <laughs> nothing supernatural or anything, or maybe it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we had the half of the house closed off so the animals wouldn't like tap dance with their nails on the floor during the podcast. And I went to open up the door, the sliding door, to go back to the bedrooms. And when I did, a freaking lizard fell on my head. <laughs> 
scared the shit out of me. But it's like, it's, I mean, immediately after you like left and I'm like walking to the back of the house, open up the door and this thing falls on my head and I'm like freaked out. And of course, all the animals immediately go on the hunt. But I'm like, that is the most fucked up thing I've had happen to me in a while. This is and, immediately after talking about the lady that died in your living room. Right, right like. exactly. So I was like, oh my God. I've been I've been like waiting to hear what you're like two days ago. I know I've got to I, tell I you did. about that thing that happened, and I'm like, what? What I happened? Know. Well, you know, we see each other practically every day, and we always like have conversations about oh this this and and it's like, but I don't want to tell you things now because I want to save the reaction for the podcast. So I'm like, how's it going? <laughs> it's like That's our friendship happened. is going to suffer because <laughs> no, of this. Exactly. You gotta wait. Sorry. Patience. Oh my goodness. So that's happened. That's exciting. then I had something freaky last night happen to me. Okay. So I told you about like occasionally feeling somebody sit down on the bed when Mm -hmm. I'm asleep. I have this thing that sometimes I will wake up at the same time of the night, in the middle of the night. And it's always like I look at my phone when I'm up and it's always the same time, Mm -hmm. like give or take a minute. So it's usually like around 310. So last night I'm sleeping and I'm dead asleep and I feel something poke me in the back and wake me up. Mm-hmm. So I turn around thinking that maybe because Max will do that sometimes mm-hmm. like when he can't sleep, he'll poke me in the back to wake me up. And I get up and I turn around and there's nobody there. The dog's not there. The cat's not there. Oh my God. They're not in the room with me. Max isn't there. And I look at the clock and it's like 310. Have you, like, you should find out what time that lady died. Seriously. <laughs> Did you think that already? Well, I didn't know, like, <laughs> in three o'clock, really the witching hour? Or Is isn't it, it three know. when, like, the spirits are supposed to be, like, closest to, I don't know. It's kind of like River says, it's like, I don't want to invite anything yes. that's there. But I've had this happen to me before. I mean, I have been poked before to that <laughs> <laughs> I'm really immature, just in case you... Okay. I have been... um, There's no sense I can say now that this did not go... No, at 3 a.m. peak, it says, uh, the apparitional experiences and sensed presences of witching hour are most common between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I thought three three was a significant thing. It is. usually when when it happens, but I've had that happen... um, waking me up and there's nobody in the animal it's not like the animals jumped on the bed or you know sometimes the cat will like curl up next to me and whatnot so it happened last night and i'm like it doesn't freak me out it doesn't scare me which is really bizarre because i'm such chicken shit with everything else like i'm not going to go into a haunted house um unless there's like a group of people with me yeah um, I'm not going to do like the overnight stay in a haunted house unless there's like at least 15 people because I'm pretty sure I can at least outrun two of them. <laughs> oh my God. I love that 15 <laughs> is the magic number. Too. It's 15 people. 15 people. Right. Put more people I'll, between I will do me the tours, death. but I'm not going to do like the in- individual um, thing. But, you know, these things happen to me and it's odd. So it's either, you know, something. I don't really want to say my house. I mean, obviously, it sounds like my house is slightly haunted, mm-hmm. but I don't have that feeling. 
I don't know. I don't have a bad feeling. I don't have a bad vibe. It's like, it's like even like when I stay at my parents' house, murder house, right? Oh my God, yes. That, you know, I don't have the bad vibe. When I go to New Orleans, I have such a good, and, and I, I'm one of those people that really trust like that gut feeling mm-hmm. and that sense. So there, and there, I'm very affected by space and atmosphere and presence um, just overall. And when I go to certain places, usually it's like null. I don't even think about it. But there's certain places like New Orleans that I can go to. And I have such a good positive vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I have so much energy that I get feedback from in New Orleans. When I go to Memphis, I have such a really horrible, I get such bad, horrible feelings mm-hmm. in Memphis. Um, it's like as soon as I only want to stay there as long as I have to, and then I want to get out. That's the way I am about Montgomery, except for, like, certain specific places. I right. love certain, like, areas of Montgomery, but, like, downtown Montgomery is creepy to me. Yeah, so I have that. So, anyway, that's kind of, like, my uh, latest thing uh, going on. Do you have more housekeeping? I have a, I have a latest thing that... Um, is I know, like, she's looking at me like, whoa, because I don't ever have a thing. This is just a thing that was told to me. And this was, <clears throat> pardon me, um, before I ever said anything about the podcast from someone that didn't know I was doing it. Oh, cool. So last weekend, we were at my not grandbaby's birthday party. That's a long story. But anyways, like, it's my, my husband's daughter's daughter. And I love her she's amazing but we just started this joke like early on that i'm i am not a grandma there is no way <laughs> no, i'm not you a grandma. Are definitely not grandma material yeah so she is <laughs> wait a minute oh sorry <laughs> i bake cookies <laughs> um <laughs> i also oh i should this. say you do not look like a grandma oh, in any oh, capacity that's so much better Thank that's you. yeah no you're totally like kick-ass grandma <laughs> but like maybe in 20 years you know not now i don't I don't know. There's a really long white hair, like right here. If you've met my mother, my hair is going to be like silver fox white in like two years, I guarantee. Which is awesome. I love silver I'm, I'm going to try and rock it. That's yeah. my goal. It's been my goal for years. Anyway, so okay, sorry. back to the point. <laughs> oh. I was at my not kids. <laughs> don't hurt. That's expensive. I was at my not kids, kids, my not grandbabies birthday party last weekend. and um, And one of her friends who we've known for, you know, several years, they've been close friends forever. And so, you know, she's super sweet. I love all of my not kids friends. Um, but we were there and she was just having this chat with us about driving the grandbaby around, um, back and forth to, you know, meet mom for lunch or whatever. One day, you know, she was, she wasn't working. She was watching the baby. So she, you know, decided they would go in town for lunch. It was really, really raining really hard. And they drove by this one section of highway and they're outside of Athens, Georgia. It's a it's a rural area where they are. So, you know, there are long stretches of country roads and, you know, plenty of places where creepy, you know, kids could think things are creepy. Right. And the baby is three and they were driving down the road to go to lunch with mom and they saw this one spot and I'm just going to say her name. I keep on saying grandbaby. I was like, what is, I don't really know what the etiquette is with this kind of stuff. So here we go. Briley looks out the window and she goes, oh, look at that lady. She looks so sad. 
And, what? you know, Danny looked behind her and she was like, there's nobody there, baby. There's nobody there. And she said, the lady on the side of the road. And they didn't really talk about it. And they went to lunch and they came back home. And she's still talking about this lady. She's like, maybe the lady will be. The lady's kind of scary. Oh, my and God. And she looked and there was like, there was nobody there. And, you know, they got back and all day that day. She talks about this lady she saw on the side of the road. And she was like, the lady on the side of the road with the red boots. The lady with the red boots who was standing on the road. And um, I guess she said that she was walking somewhere because Danny quizzed her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what was she doing? She, she was walking. I mean, but she was looking. Right. And um, she, they were like, was it a young lady? Was And she said it was older. She was older. She had red boots. She was wearing boots. And then, you know, they, she didn't mention it for a couple of days. And then they went driving that way again. And she started saying, like, the lady changed her boots. And so she's like, she's originally the lady with the red boots, but then she had on blue boots. Okay. But she saw her in the same place. And she she started to get to where, like, she would look out the window every time they got to this spot. And she's three. I know they, like, they understand directions and they understand where they are. But I was like, she would look at exactly that spot. Hmm. And she would look at the lady. And, um... So, you know, she's like, she's asking about this. And Danny was finally like, this is freaking me out. Like, she's saying the lady is scary. She got to where they said there's nobody there. And Briley would be like, there's somebody. I saw the lady. And she would get upset because, right. you know, she seen, nobody believes her. Right. And so uh, Danny finally asked, um, asked my son-in-law. And he said, oh, no, somebody that that spot and he made sure he knew what they were talking about and he was like that's a, a lady died at that house oh it's like an older lady died at that house he's like if it was pouring rain and my truck broke down i would not get out oh my god and so i was like holy shit this i never get stories like this oh wow <laughs> like, i've never heard of this and so I, I was like should i ask her about the lady with red boots today mm-hmm. but that seemed a little bit manipulative so i was like <laughs> no i'm not gonna make her my guinea pig you know so i didn't say anything about it and she didn't right. say anything to me but i was like oh, oh my god my it's fascinating so the lady with the red boots in the rain yes i had a couple of things well max had imaginary friends like at that age around three and four and he would come home talking about this person and like vivid details and at the time he was going to a preschool during the day uh, at this church and he would come home talking about this person and just like talking about all these details and what they talked about and and we were like, first of all, a little creeped out because we're like, is there a janitor there? Or is there like, mm-hmm. because it's all females that was in the daycare area, and I'm like, why are you talking to this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of weird. And and he, I started asking around if anybody knew this guy, and, and you know, there were no guys, and <laughs> and and so we just chalked it up to imaginary friend and his imagination. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Never know. <laughs> Okay, let me see. Do I have anything else? I don't think so. We can say I thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yes, again. absolutely. Thanks we have still receiving like really phenomenal feedback, even though our sound. I'm, I'm hoping as each podcast we do, the sound gets better and better as I figure stuff out and or buy new equipment if it ends up just pissing me off trying to get it worked out i think it sounds good as long as that leaf blower is not outside exactly we're good to go but you know it could be like southern background it's january and we have people blowing leaves and 
put them in on the curve. Like Southerners and their leaves. Southerners are some leaf-hating people. <laughs> they do not want leaves in their yard. <laughs> no. I don't either. I'm just too lazy to do anything about it. But I live out like we don't we live in the county. Like I don't have like city services or anything like right. that. So like I can't put them anywhere anyways. I live in the forest. So we end up just getting covered in. I'm up to my knees in leaves in my backyard right now. I'm just going to wait. I'm waiting it out. All right. Oh, I mean, they're so good. For, I'm not going into like mulch and like insect life. Not that you want insect life like coming I into your house or anything like that. Life. I've got too much of that shit. Right. Exactly. Which may be the problem. So Too much know. life in my house. Too much life. <clears throat> exactly. Um, I went last last time. You went first last time. Exactly. That's what I meant. <laughs> Do I get to go first? You get to go first. I'm so excited because we've been so secretive about this and we haven't been able to share this with each other, which has really been kind of killing me and I'm surprised I didn't slip up. <laughs> I am too because I almost made several comments yesterday. Exactly. Because again, we see each other every day. So, you know, the fact that it didn't come up in conversation um, and that we've been able to hold our tongues is pretty amazing. So I'm excited to hear what you're going to talk about because we did make a point to kind of not really upbeat it, but change of feelings or general from the last time. But I'm mm-hmm. curious what you've got because you dropped a couple funny. of hints. I know I did. Well, and I was worried that like because we I feel like we kind of think along the same lines our backgrounds are different and our experiences every day are different so i'm like okay so we don't necessarily we're not thinking the same thing right but it's not impossible that we would have picked the no, same one so exactly. now we have a safety net that we like we both have to share our stories with patrice's husband exactly <laughs> or to make sure we're not going to do the same because i don't plan ahead and i don't have a backup so right and but i not seriously gonna... thought we were going to have the same one yeah this i did week. too I really that's did. why like, I was yesterday like, i was text like um, chad and let him know because <clears throat> i you know i didn't want to do two I'm, like you said i'm lazy i, got- <laughs> I know i yeah i got i mean i've got a long list but right. they take me forever yeah not forever it's fun i know it, it is fun it's what i do in my free time yes um this this one it creeps me out a little bit oh, so. oh no it's funny it's about some so i'm not scared of that much like we talked about i was terrified of things when i was little i right. um, i watch horror movies and stuff not gross but like i watch scary movies and stuff now because right. i like getting scared it's fun but there are certain things that really i don't think are fun right and <laughs> clowns is one of those things <gasps> yes. and dolls is oh the other gosh and last week when we were was it was just last week wasn't it when we were doing the podcast last week yes we actually did one like we're on kind of a schedule right now (laughs) so so last week we were doing the podcast and um or we were prepping for it or co-working or one of the many things we do and I look up into into the corner cabinet and see these feet sticking out and I'm like um that's not scary or anything and so you explained like this is a porcelain doll that was given to you right by, by a family my great member. yeah great aunt and it's like a god i hate dolls and so dolls have been same i i was like on my mind the entire time and then was it yesterday or the day before you started sending me like <laughs> videos of <laughs> you pulled the doll out of the cabinet and it has its own doll it has its own baby doll the doll it has its own baby doll that's kind of dangling i'm gonna Post the that video is what makes it scary. It does because it looks like she's hanging the little baby. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yeah. it's really it's really freaky. It is really creepy. So I've had that on. But the funny thing is, I did not look for this week's story based on that experience. It oh. just came to me. 
Spooky. It just happened upon me while I was looking around. I was actually trying to find like ghost stories about trees. Oh. No idea why. I was just like, trees, that's, well, that's a random cool. thing. I'll look for yeah. something different. And I found some, so maybe I'll oh, use wow. that later. But um, okay. <clears throat> this one came up. So this is a story of Robert Eugene Otto. And luckily for me, this is actually a Southern story because like the name of the story came up before like the South part of it came up. So, uh, but it's Key West, Florida. So it's the South, but it's like also its own country. country <laughs> Florida know? is its own country, right? Like we all know, Florida is not the same as everybody else. Um, <clears throat> and I like, I lived in Orlando for several years, so I can say that with experience. It's a totally different, ex- it's like people say like living in LA is like living in its own, like its right. own place. Oh, awesome. Just quick side diversion here. Yeah. I was watching something and they were making fun of like the Southern, uh, not the Southern man, sorry, the Florida man. Did, did you, have you heard, it's either like a stand up, there was something that I watched that was talking about Florida man. Florida, Florida man's man. kind of like its own mythology thing because it's like Florida man gets eaten by a gator. <laughs> Florida man gets, you know, I don't know if it was a meme or it was like a YouTube video I was watching. There was some information that came into my brain talking about the legend of Florida man. Okay, sorry. Swamp man. Florida man. Florida man. All right, we're going to have to look that up. Yeah, and I think it's because a lot of newspaper headlines are like Florida man, you know, stomps his hoe, oh, yes. Florida man, you know, Florida. <laughs> drives into Oh my God. It's all because it is. It's always Florida man. So he, I he's get become it his own. Yeah. He's become his own legend. So anyway, that's where, that's where like the, the, uh, like the zombie stuff came from too. The oh. drug zombies, like the first stories of that, I swear to God, were in Florida of people who took like bad shit and went in like in a comatose state, walked down the highway and ate somebody's face. Like oh, that kind of shit happens yes, in Florida. Exactly. Florida man eats somebody's face. <laughs> Florida man. He's always responsible. Exactly. Well, in this story, Florida man has a doll. Ooh, a doll? Yes, a doll. Why does Florida man have a doll? That's a good question. That is like, and, and we don't really know. So mm. there was this guy. His name was uh, Robert Eugene Otto, and he was born in Key West, and his parents were rich. And, um, or I say rich, all the all the articles say his parents were affluent. Mm-hmm. So his parents were affluent. And as far as I know, he was an only child, Robert Eugene Otto. And some of the stories say that his grandfather went to Germany in like 1904 or something like that and okay, brought home a doll for him. Oh, okay. And uh, some of the stories say it was made, but I think that's pretty well debunked because it. I think it's a Steiff. Like, there's a famous German uh, toy company. And because we lived in Germany when I was a kid and like that was like the big you want a stuffed animal, you get a Steiff. It's like it's it's amazing. They're really well made. They're intricate. They're different. And they used to have displays like um, uh, department store displays like you'd see in Macy's or Sears at Christmas time or something like that. Similar to that. American girl. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. That kind of thing. But he's not porcelain. He all of their things were fabric. And um, so apparently the idea is whoever got this doll originally got it from a display. It wasn't meant to be sold as a doll. It was three feet tall. You know, it wasn't necessarily playable. You know, it wasn't something they expected to sell. And so 
um, somehow so the, the actual sorry the actual dolls were smaller than yeah. the display dolls. The display dolls was just yeah, school. and I mean they may not have even had a doll related to this one. It was just made maybe for a department store display or something, oh, okay. or, or for a Christmas thing. And somehow grandfather gets this doll right. and um, brings it home to Robert Eugene Otto. And he's, you know, five or whatever at the time in Key West. And it's three feet tall. You know, right. so he's he's five, six. Some people say he was eight. I, it sounds like he was probably five or six mm-hmm. when he got this doll. And, you know, it's it's almost as tall, tall as he yeah. is. Right. And, you know, he, he becomes really bonded to it. And at this time... Depending on the stories that you read, there are, uh, you know, like all these, there, there are different versions. I'm getting shivers right now. I know. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds like it, one of the consistence, one of the constants here is that there were a number of servants in the house that were from Jamaica or the Bahamas. Oh. Um, in one of the stories, you know, Mama has sent Dad out to the islands to find servants and bring them home. And one of them comes home pregnant and guess who the uh-huh. daddy is. That's one of the stories. Um, most of the stories don't include this little, like, you know, soap opera tidbit. So we'll, we'll assume that's not really the case, but one way or another, it sounds pretty, pretty clear that this kid had nurses who were from Jamaica, the Bahamas, the islands. Right. Not unheard of. And, um, you know, voodoo comes up a lot. You know, oh, they're right. talking voodoo. about all the different yeah, religions. The voodoo, Santeria is one of the things. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I was trying to figure out if that like geographically is correct, but anyway, sounds they good. have different beliefs. Yep. And so, you know, he has these nurses and he's, um, at one point, mama realizes that these, these servants are doing things that she finds like repellent. So they're cutting the heads off of chickens. They're, they're doing their religion the way that they do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and so to her, this is like completely abhorrent. She's like, oh my God, I can't have this around my kid. Right. And so she fires all of them and sends them away. Well, his nurse, his his nanny basically like loves him to death, yes. you know, like she should. She's right. probably a good nanny. She like loves the child. And um, but at the same time, you know, she's really pissed off that she's gotten fired. Well, obviously, yes. And yeah. so, you know, he's got this three foot tall doll that he's just received from grandpa. Mm-hmm. And the story is maybe this nurse has put voodoo on this doll oh. as a revenge tactic for, you know, getting fired. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a weird like. Okay, she loves the kid, but she's upset. You know, who knows how this happened. But one way or another, this doll is associated with, like, bad juju somehow. Right. Because after Bahamian nurse gets fired and leaves, weird shit starts happening. Oh, God. So, like, mom will go up to the nursery after there's just, like, this chaos and ruckus. There's, like, all kinds of noise, things getting thrown around. She goes up and there's, like, chairs overturned and tables thrown places. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, six or seven. Right. And, um, you know, he's, like, cowering in his bed. And this doll is up there and he says, Robert did it. I didn't do it. Robert did it. Oh, my God. And so the boy's name is Robert Eugene, (gasps) but he starts going by Gene. He drops his first name. The doll's name becomes Robert and he becomes Gene Mm -hmm. and this crazy stuff is happening in this house. I'll get a blanket and put my head. I know, right? (laughs) So, um, you know, that happens one day they go up and all of like she, this basically his, his other toys get punished. And so like, (laughs) he's like, they find all of his toys like broken or like disemboweled or just tossed everywhere. And, you know, his other toys all get torn up. Mm -hmm. 
but this toy is always in pristine condition. Right. And, um, you know, everything weird that happens, they're like, oh, why did you do this? Robert Eugene, why did you do this? And he's like, it wasn't me. It was Robert. And don't. And at one point, one of the stories says, like, he actually his mom calls him by his full name. Mm -hmm. And he's like, do not ever call me that. My name is Gene. That is Robert. Oh. And so (laughs) this and he starts carrying this doll everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, at this point, you know, we're talking a matter of years, too. It's not like this just happens and then he puts the doll away and things get creepy and he puts it away. Right. He carries this doll around with him everywhere he goes. So he's getting older. He's like eight. He's walking around in the streets and he won't leave the doll at home. Mm-hmm. So he's carrying it around with him, this three foot tall doll oh. that he's now dressed in his clothes, in his old clothes. So mm-hmm. it's dressed in, in jeans, sailor suit from when he was a baby and stuff like that. Right. And he walks around and he talks to it all the time. And everybody in town seeing this little kid like walking around talking to this doll and um you know, that he'll whisper to it, you know, he'll sit down, you know, when his mother is like shopping or something like that, he'll sit down and he'll be whispering to the doll. This is not that unusual. You know, we talked about like, right. Imaginary friends, kids have imaginary friends. Right. And but that's then, the perfect age. Exactly. It, that's right. the age when they kind of do that. But, um, people start saying like, they're hearing a deeper voice responding to him when he's talking to this doll. Oh my God. So kinda he'll like whisper the goat to the doll. and the witch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. Girl. So it's like he's, the people are hearing him talk, but they're hearing a response. A response. Oh my God. Y'all have got goosebumps. I know. And you've got this doll like laying on its back in your cabinet <laughs> in the corner right now. I don't have any dolls at my house, but I've got puppets and that's creepy enough. So, um, so anyway, he's so he's growing up and he's got this doll. This doll's causing all sorts of trouble. And people are starting to, like, look at it a little weird. You know, right. this is kind of weird. He's being a little, like, put into that corner. Exactly. Of, like, he's being... And so... <clears throat> one of the stories says that he continues to grow older and keeps on carrying this thing around mm. and talking to it. One of them says, one of his aunts is like, this is creepy. Like, somebody had reported that they had seen the thing appear in one place and then show up in another place. Like they'd been sitting in the room the entire time. The doll is over in this chair and then they turn around and the doll is on the floor on the other side of the room. Oh my, oh my God. And so they're like, uh, this is like, apparently this is bothering everybody in the family at this point. It's not just, it's not just like everybody in the neighborhood thinks Robert's a bit queer. It's like everybody in the house is starting to get a little creeped out. So aunt, they didn't have a name. Aunt, what's her name? Decides that, you know, she's had enough the family's not doing anything about it. She takes this doll, she takes it up into the attic, and she locks it in the trunk. Right. Three different reports say this aunt dies of a stroke the <gasps> same fucking day. No. <laughs> no. I didn't want to hear that. I know. I was just thinking, like, the doll appears somewhere else. I was like, no, that's creepy. No, that's but, not it. Oh. No, the aunt dies. But the, I guess the positive part of this is the doll does stay in the attic. Okay. And, um... And Jean's not, like going to get it or that's anything? the it, it sounds like gene manages to like it? separate himself okay and that's why it may have been when he was a little bit older because when he was of university age he goes to the art the um university of chicago i think it is the art school mm-hmm. and he studies art there excellent and design and um then he goes to paris and so you know he's free of this thing. Yeah. His parents are living at this house in Key West, and he's free of this thing. He goes to Paris. You know he seems to be socializing more. He makes more friends. All this stuff, and he meets 
Anne, who is, is it Anne or Annette? I think it's Annette, his um, soon-to-be wife. So he marries someone from Paris. Okay. Um, and, you know, meanwhile, his father dies. Right. And they inherit this house that he grew and up in. And right. So they move back. And this house is gorgeous. It's like this big, they called it Victorian, but I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about architecture or anything. It's one of those that you would see in a lot of places like Key West where you can see the water. Everything is built for the water. So like all the, all the, um, you know, it's got a big wraparound porch. It's mm-hmm. white. It's got all these windows and it's got kind of curved spaces, lots of, um, you know, it's like three levels and like spindly columns on the front. It's beautiful. Right. It's a really cool house. Mm-hmm. And on the very, very top, there's this turret that like looks like a lighthouse should be in it where you can you can go up there and you can see the ocean from there. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to move into this house. They Absolutely. just inherited it. Yeah. And they the move beach. in. and Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like Paradise. it's amazing. And um, so they move in and, uh, you know, soon Jean discovers Robert is still in this trunk in the attic. Oh, no. And so Robert gets, you know, released from his trunk. <gasps> no. And uh, Jean is, a, and is an artist now. You know, he's like an eccentric. He's a weirdo, you know. Right. But some of the stories say he starts carrying this doll around again. Like when he walks around town, you know, a lot of people are saying like, okay, you know, this is a grown man walking around with a three foot doll talking to it in the streets. And um, he, you know, I don't know. Well, anyways, he was a, he was an instrumental designer in some of the things in Key West. Like there were certain bridges um, that he was instrumental in, in deciding like what the style and design was going to be. A lot of the houses, he designed a museum and at one point, he talked about turning his own house into an artist museum. Oh, so cool. I mean, he's 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 a pretty prolific artist. Right, he's, he's not down the like the artist recluse. Yeah, he's not he, a recluse. The, yeah, right. but you know, stories are he has this doll, and whether the stories are true that he walks around the street with it or not, it seems pretty certain. Like he gave the turret to the doll. <gasps> he and I mean, it's ba- it is basically the attic. I guess it's probably right. where it was locked up. But the whole thing gets refurnished in children's size furniture. Pictures? He creates like a house for Robert up there. And, you know, he's like, it, whether he takes it out or not, it sounds like he like gives this part of the house to Robert. And that is his, that is his place. Right. So he's got like tiny child sized chairs, tiny child sized tables for Robert to be in. And oh, the people would walk down the street. And, and if that doll's look looking at them, I'm, I'm done. That is what it is. It's like, so because the turret has windows all the way around. It's like, it's a completely, you know, open, you know, it's got windows on every side. And people would look up at the top of Artist's House, which is what it's called now, because he, the artist lives there, right? And they would look up and they would see this doll looking down at them. No. And then they would look down and it wouldn't be there. Or they would look up and its expression had changed. Oh my God. And oh. this is one of the things that a lot of people talked about. So if you look at pictures of this doll... You know, think about like an old fabric doll. But I mean, Steiff was like really high quality. So they weren't soft and plushy. They were like, right. they had the kind of like a hard, ex- not not porcelain, but like a, a very firm fabric exterior. Right. So they had a lot of very intricate work on them usually. So he's got like two little intricate nostrils and everything. But you can see the lines where his face was stitched together. And he's, his eyes are just black, like just black, mm. just black bead eyes. Right. And he's, but he's got like, his hair looks real. It's kind of like his hair looks real real and um he's dressed in a sailor suit and you know i looked at several different pictures of it and from different angles maybe or just different pictures it does look in some of them he looks pissed as hell and in some of them he looks amused and in some of them he looks just relaxed and smiling 
And in some of them, he just looks blank. Oh, my gosh. I got such shivers right now. It's I know. Funny. So for whatever reason, like this thing, you know, people see these changes in expression in this thing. And um, there are some stories that say that, like, as Gene aged, his wife hated this doll. Oh, like, yeah. it lived up there. His studio, he would go up and sit with it and he would paint up there. Like, his old nursery was right underneath the turret. And his studio space was right underneath it, but uh, they say that I he would went up. Fucking take that doll and seriously throw just throw it in the ocean. In ocean. Yes. and I'd be like, Robert went on a walk, yes. and he said he was done Never with you. Back. He's tired of your shit, <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> and then hope I don't die that day. Seriously, <laughs> that's the that's the fear. Oh my god! But it's so I wonder, did everybody just think this dude was crazy or what? But like. So he would paint with Robert, you know, Gene would go up and he would do his work and everything in the studio and he would go up with Robert and he would hear him talking and everything like that. But, um, and there were stories that his wife was abused, like later on in life, like as they got closer to old age, like he started becoming violent and aggressive towards his wife was some of the stories. I don't know whether this is, you know, a thing, but he, he went back in these stories to the Robert did it. You know, Gene, you know, one of the one of them even says he locked her in an outhouse for three days, which I don't know if that's true because it was the 70s by the time they died. I don't know if anybody still had an outhouse, but like one of them says he locked his wife in an outhouse I'm for three sure days. I'm pretty sure they probably said, did, did if we're in the South. I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's true. Right now we've got like in Louisiana and like South Alabama, tons of oozing, you know, pipes. Right. So an outhouse would be better. But um, so they're... Uh, you know, they die in the 70s, in like 1974. Robert and Annette both die within like two years of each other. When Robert dies, Annette's done with the house, done with the doll, moves to Massachusetts, mm-hmm. dies a couple of years later. Um, and so, you know, whoever it is has charge of the house, they've, they've decided to rent it after, you know. So this beautiful house, Victorian whatever mansion in Key West, they've rented to this woman named um, Myrtle... I guess it's Reuter. It's spelled the same as like Reuters news agency. News You're agency. like recalling this off the top of your head. I am seriously. So I haven't looked at my laptop this impressed. whole time. You have not. Because I'm been fascinated long. by oh this and terrified. So um, this woman, she moved. She moved into the house as a tenant. Right. And uh, she starts to, you know, she. I guess she got the. You know, she realized the doll was up in the turret. He's just been up in the turret. He wasn't locked up or, again or anything like that. And, you know, she she's fixing up her house and everything. She finds this doll, whatever. It's just, you know. She, she people, didn't know of the stories before. Maybe not. Like, okay. I, you'd think that people would have talked about it a lot, though. Like, you'd think she would have heard something. I know. I totally have to pee again. I've drunk like half this. <laughs> but we may have to take a commercial break here. Exactly. But um, so Myrtle lives in this house and she has friends over and they would sit there and have conversations. New house, you're renting this. Where is it from? You know, who used to live here? And she would say Jean's name and people would notice a change in, in the like demeanor of the doll. If he was sitting down there where they could see him, if you say Jean's name, they could see his face changed. Apparently. Because like everybody who came in could like attest to these things. They saw him move. Like they, they saw like he would disappear from one place and move to another. No, and so, but the weird, here's the weird thing. This is what makes me question, but I always question these things. Like in oh, Amityville yeah. and all these stories, haunted houses, like, why the fuck do you not move? Right. Like haunted houses, why do you not just get it? If you're afraid for your life, get the fuck out. This woman moved to another street and she took the damn doll with her. And the weird shit followed. Imagine that. Hmm. So like, finally, a few years later, she donates the doll to this museum. And I'm trying to remember, this is the museum where he lives right now. 
um, which is called the, I'm trying to look for it, the Fort, where are you? This is going to take me a second. The Fort East Martello Museum, which is funny because I think he did, that's the art museum that he designed, that Jean designed. Oh, okay. But they, they now, she, she gave the doll to this museum at one point because she was like, I don't want it anymore. But this prominent artist in our town had it and everybody says it's haunted. So maybe you want it. And, um, there were people who said like when they said that when it got into the gallery, they originally didn't have it under a glass case but it would move no, and like they would leave and turn off the lights at night and they would come back and shit would be trashed and it would be sitting where it came from, but its feet would be covered in dust. Uh -uh. And so they finally put it in a glass case Uh and it couldn't move around. They still say his expression changes. They still say that, um, you know, he has a weird vibe and they do, they give people instructions when they come to this museum in Key West and see Don't him. Don't piss him off. Don't piss Robert off. It's exactly off. what it is. Do not piss Robert off because they say, if you do not treat him politely, you need to ask his permission before you take his picture. If you don't, you're going to have some shit happen to you. And they have now at different times, they got like an entire wall of letters that they've posted next to his display of people who did not ask permission to take his photo between having their cameras break having all of their electronics crash, that people who have gone home, got divorced, lost their job, lost their family, people who have like oh, gotten shit. in a car wreck as soon as they left, <gasps> you know, all this shit happens and people write apology letters to this doll oh my at the God. museum and say, will you please forgive me and take this curse off of me? And they post all the letters on the oh, wall of the museum. Robert. So holy fuck yes oh i should have God. asked you i was gonna I just, ask you before we started this do you need a safe word patrice do, you need, <laughs> do i need to stop talking about this oh my gosh it's like the hair on the back of my, my whole like neck is like I know. tingling mine too oh, i love that story God. so that's even though it's not like not the south that we know it is the south and it is a creepiest shit story and people oh. say that this is the story that inspired the chucky movies oh my god too. so holy shit I tell you one thing is like we have talked about voodoo and going to New Orleans and like covering some shit like that. I don't know. I don't want to mess with voodoo. Mm. I, I I don't. You know, there's some real in that. There's some real in that, and I don't know if if that is something that we want to like invite in. Like going to the Marie Laveau grave oh, and all that. My gosh. Holy shit! I'm shivering. So that's that was story. amazing. Wasn't I love? I was. That's why I was so excited all I week. Know. I was like, "Oh my god, this story is awesome!" <gasps> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. But that sucks. Now, <laughs> now you've got a doll in your closet. I know my wife be thinking and... about that doll. I've got marionettes hanging from my bookcases. Yeah, like I don't know how ridiculously I sleep at scary. night. Yeah. I know, and now that you like, I have totally ignored that doll. I mean, I was never a a person that played with dolls at a young age. Mm-hmm. I was not a a baby doll girl kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I mean, I received that. My great aunt collects dolls. Like if you went to her house, she's she's passed away now, but if you went to her house, she had so many of those kinds of dolls just in cabinets all Mm -hmm. over the place and it was just so bizarre like visiting her Mm -hmm. and then she she gave me this and i'm sure she cost money 
Um, it's a beautiful she's a, doll. She's a quality doll. Mm-hmm. But she gave me this doll as an adult. I'm an adult when she gave me this doll. I'm kind of like, what the fuck? And I was like, I had to be nice. And my mom, who's like, knows me and knows that I hate dolls anyway. She was like, oh, but that was so sweet. I mean, she does this. She collects dolls. And that oh my was such God, a nice. Like I mean, she kind of looks like you Christmas a little story. bit. <laughs> You know, when you were, you know, growing up. So, you know, the big blue eyes and, you know, the lighter brown hair. So she kind of looks like, so she probably reminded, uh, the doll reminded her of you. And I'm like, oh, that's lovely. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this doll? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just want to go and smash its head on the right. <laughs> I just, I just want to like, yeah, all right, bury the doll. And so I had the doll and the doll has traveled with me in my adult life um, from job to job or house to house. <gasps> oh, my God. What? That's not what poked you in the middle of the night, is it? Shut the fuck <laughs> up! <laughs> that is not some shit. You, you want to be shit. saying to me? I'm so mean. <laughs> that was cruel. Actually, no. I don't think that that's the instance because I have not had this happen to me in other houses. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she was with you, so and she has been, been with me for a while, so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will be calling your phone tonight like when I'm like sweating in the bed, freaked out. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Okay, what? I have to pee. Okay, we'll pause. We have to pause. Okay. <laughs> and we are back. We are back. Exactly. I'm going to hold off on the second drink because I'm good. Yeah. And I'm shivery. Like, I really want to put about 14 blankets on me because I'm so <laughs> shivery right now from being creeped out. I'm going to have to put my little hoodie on. So, last week. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of you because you're being protected by a tiger. Oh, I am. And really, the tiger is strategically placed because there is a hairball under there that I have not cleaned up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it is really gross. <laughs> and, I'm, and I was setting all this equipment up. And I was like, I do not want to get the steamer out and have to steam that up. Like, I'm going to put a six foot so long stuffed tiger on top of it. Stuffed tiger on there. We're going to call him Robert. Oh my God, no. <laughs> he does. He looks, It's this is the tiger that there was actually a news report from Memphis because somebody had thrown this very tiger looking thing out on the road and somebody thought it was a real tiger <laughs> and they like called the cops and said there was a tiger loose <laughs> laying down in the middle of the road. <laughs> And I believe it because if you, when we first got this tiger, if you just walk by the room, you're like, what the fuck is that? Right. You have to double take, right? He is. He's very realistic. And when we, also when we first got him, the cat that we had, as as soon as like he came into the room where the tiger was, he hissed <laughs> at the tiger like, what are you doing? Like, why did you let this large predator into the house? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> trying to recover from that last story. Woo. So, last episode was a pretty downer. We were both down because we were drinking wine. <laughs> yeah. and we we're talking about like, ooh, what the fuck was that? We were talking about 
<laughs> mental health <clears throat> and um and like just really worker's hard conditions, worker yes. conditions like right of the sloss sloss mm-hmm. is that right furnace um in birmingham so it's just really bummer it was like meant and i think it was the time period uh or life there wasn't as great of appreciation and equality for all life mm-hmm. as there is hopefully more so today so we were like okay next episode we're gonna be so upbeat and we're gonna do like some funny quirky shit and everything like that and of course you took it totally to the major creep level <laughs> props to you thanks it's gonna take me a while to recover from that so i totally went out and was like what is like the quirkiest thing that i could talk about so I'm just gonna start off. I'm not gonna tell you. You'll figure it out. Okay. I'm gonna talk. I'm, I'm gonna so tell excited. you about this anonymous post to this website, and we'll talk about this in a second. I'm just gonna start reading this story of this encounter. Okay. So while living, sorry, <laughs> if y'all heard that, while living in rural uh, North Central Alabama, maybe mm-hmm. Chiha, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. You know, they didn't really say. But, you know, we live in north-central Alabama. So this is 19... I'm sorry. This is 2013. So five years ago. Yeah, that's not long. Six years ago. um, There were several odd things that happened to a family. There was a retired couple who owned some property, and their son lived on the property with them. So he probably had, like, a trailer. They didn't really go into specifics. So I'm assuming we're in the South. It's a trailer that's on the same property. It's what you do. Several things. Mm -hmm. I mean, property, parents, son, on the side kind of deal. And one night, the son asked the couple or asked his parents, he's like, did y'all just are y'all goofing on me? Are y'all playing some tricks on me? Because last night I heard a large slap or a bang on the side of my trailer Mm. um, about 2 a.m. And his dad says, no, why would I go outside at 2 a.m. and bang on the side of your trailer? (laughs) That's not the kind of people we are. And so (laughs) we're not those people. We are not those people. (laughs) Um, And he sees, he's like, I was asleep. So they didn't think anything of that. So, they thought it could be like an animal, you know, maybe accidentally running into the side of the building. But nocturnal animals usually have pretty good eyesight. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen. And plus, around the buildings are pretty well lit. So it's not like they couldn't see the big ass building there, you know, and run into it. And so anyway, kind of weird. They didn't think much of it. They thought it was kind of just this odd deal. And so the next night or a couple of nights later, the mother was sitting on the porch and the porch is sitting facing or really close to the woods. And there's like a gravel driveway. And so she's talking on the cell phone to her sister. And all of a sudden, and and the father's inside watching TV. And all of a sudden, his wife comes running in because she hears something walking up the driveway, the gravel driveway, like two legs walking gate coming up and it freaks her out. And she goes run. She's like, somebody's walking up the driveway. So the husband goes out. Well, he grabs his gun. We're in Alabama. He grabs his gun and he goes out and he like walks around the house and he doesn't see anything, but she's like, 
freaked the fuck out, right? Mm. And so she swears that this this thing that she heard had two legs and, and it was walking up towards the porch where she was at. And so they thought maybe, you know, it was a prowler. And they're kind of on edge now, right? But he couldn't find anything. So the next day, or either that day, the husband, who was a large man, he's like a large, tall man. And after, you know, she's still freaked out about this. He, he's like, let's try to replicate that. Did it sound like this? And so he goes walking up the driveway. And she's like, no, I can barely hear you. So he starts stomping up the driveway. And she's like, yeah, that sounds more like what it was. But as a large man, he had to like stomp really hard in order to replicate that sound. Mm. The mystery, though, was solved that night because um, the wife went to bed early. The husband was like up reading about midnight or so, and his son, who lives in the trailer on the property, was also up watching TV, but he forgot that he left his work shirt in the car. And I've done this a million times. It's like you go out like at 3 a.m., midnight or whatever, because you left something in the car that you need that morning. And so he went out to go grab his work shirt for the next day. And let me find where this is, because I don't want to mess this up. (laughs) So he goes out there, he retrieves his work shirt, like he's done a million times. Um, He turns around and he notices a movement in the driveway. Mm. And he's kind of like, what the fuck? So he first thought it might be a bear walking on two legs. Um, Even though they've never, ever seen a bear. I mean, there's probably bears out there, but he's never seen a bear on their property before. So it stayed upright and it walked like a man. Mm but had a bunch of hair. It was covered in hair. And it was about 30 feet away from him. And then it dove behind a bush and started peeping out from the bush looking at him. Oh, weird. I know, right? And the son said the creature appeared to be at least as tall as him, but maybe a foot taller and maybe three or more feet wide. So... Obviously frightened by the size, right? Oh, so three wow. feet wide is probably about the size of the chair that you're sitting in. Yeah, I'm just like I'm and just to a do little it with bit, my hands. Like, that's right? Not, and and yeah. tall. So maybe like <clears throat> if he's like six foot something, so maybe like seven foot tall and like three feet across, right? So obviously freaked out by the size of this prowler that like dove behind a bush and is like <laughs> staring at him. The son runs into the house and locks the door, as any sane person would do. Mm-hmm. They have a large dog that usually follows him when he goes outside or anytime. But he noticed when he came back in that the dog didn't go out with him. The dog stayed inside. Mm-hmm. So that was very unusual. So the dad, who was reading that night, um, turned out his light about the same time. And this is like they talked the next day. So this is how they found out that it was about the same time. He goes to bed, but as soon as his light goes out, he heard the loudest, most distinct yowl he has ever heard. He said it sounded like it was right under his window. Um, So the guy like hopped up and got dressed, you know, he's like getting dressed, getting his shoes on to go figure out what the hell's happening. As he was putting his shoes on, he heard the yell again, except it sounded like it was like about half a mile away. 
So in the time that it oh, took wow. him to like start getting dressed to about the time he put his shoes on like a minute or two, it had already traveled this like big distance, like it was running away from them. So he was like, as any smart person would do, decided to stay the fuck indoors right. and not investigate, right? And just <laughs> hope for the never best. Go out to find out what's going on. Exactly, never go especially is the large <laughs> yowl that's happening or scream or whatever is traveling away from you. You just like count your blessings, right? So the next morning, he talks with his son. And his son told him about the encounter that he had outside with this thing. And they were talking. And they have, like, this utility right-of-way about um, 50 yards from their house. So, like, a half a football field from their house. They have, like, the huge utility where they keep the grass mowed. Um, And um, he says that, thinking about it, that the creature could have been using that as it traveled during the night for like easy traveling. So that kind of made sense. They were trying to make sense of what the hell is going on. About three or four nights later, something killed their dog. (gasps) Oh, so the dog at first seemed sick, but there was no visible, visible uh, injury or anything. They couldn't find anything. He was just acting poorly. So, it was on a weekend, and so they couldn't take him to the vet. And it sounds like they lived outside of town, um, like in the Talladega National Forest, probably, mm-hmm. since this is where this sounds like it was located. So they were going to, like, if this was on a Sunday, it sounded like it was on a Sunday, and they were going to take their dog to the vet the next morning. But the dog didn't make it. It oh. had died from internal injuries. Oh. So... Since then, they hadn't had any incidences, and they figured that the creature had passed or, like, moved on. But he did some research after all of this stuff happened, and he found a recording of the Ohio Bigfoot. (gasps) I was going to say, it's a Sasquatch! (laughs) Um, Which sounded very much the same as what he heard, except for what he heard was much more clear, and it didn't... Apparently, the Ohio Bigfoot recording had a bunch of dogs barking in the background. Mm. So I didn't go look up the Ohio. I was like, I'm the Ohio. Look that up now. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to, um, as well. <laughs> he said that after, um, after all of this has happened, he, the the creature hasn't come back. Mm-hmm. But he never walks down his driveway now without a gun, and he's very adamant that he does not want to shoot the creature. He doesn't want to harm the creature. Unless he feels like the creature is going to harm him. So he's very like, you know, live and let live about this creature. But it's freaked him out enough where he does not go outside at any point without a gun. Right? Well, it killed his dog. I know. Exactly. So, yes, I'm doing the Bigfoot. There is so much information about Bigfoot, which I learned Bigfoot is part of... uh, kind of scientifically because of course i'm not from that area academia uh they're called cryptids he's a cryptid that's right cryptids right and i found out that cryptids make up this whole class of of possible creatures that include like the Loch Ness monster mm-hmm. and everything. So and I'll, the uh what's the uh and the Cooper Chalk Chupacabra. Chup- yes. That thing yes. that I can't pronounce right now. 
um, Chupacabra there, and so many others. So let's get into a little history about Bigfoot. Ooh. Because this is something like... There's so, there is so much. I cannot, I mean, all, I was getting so overwhelmed. And I want to specifically, since this is the Southern South, you know, Mm -hmm. Strange South podcast, stick to the Strange South Bigfoot kind of thing. Because I think Chiha, like, people have talked about there. I will go into that. There is a lot, right? But let me give you a little history about Bigfoot. So this is a centuries-old tale. This elusive, possibly fictitious animal goes by a number of different names. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yowie, Skunk Ape, Yaya Lee. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite. Yaya Lee. Yaya Lee. And for centuries, people across North America have had sightings. Many Native American cultures have written in oral legends telling of a uh, primate-type creature roaming the continent's forest. In these tales, animals are sometimes more human-like and sometimes they're more ape-like. So I think like the one down in Florida, which is the skunk ape, is more obviously ape-like, where the Sasquatch of like the northwest part of America is more human-like. A little more hairy in the Hendersons. Exactly. (laughs) So there's so many mythologies from tribes, primitive tribes, that um, were once heavily populated the western uh, coast of British Columbia, so Canada. And one of them, and I'm going to try to pronounce this. Y'all forgive me because I'm going (laughs) to slaughter this. So this is the uh, Danuqua is a big hairy female that lives deep in the mountainous forest and according to legends she spends most of her times protecting her children and sleeping which honey i oh get it oh my god i know that girl i get it right <laughs> uh, <laughs> hence is why she's rarely seen in fact the name sasquatch comes from the okay here comes another big name <laughs> how co melum how how okay which was a spoken language spoken by the first nation peoples that occupied the upper northwest of british columbia in california there are century-old photographs drawn by the Yokuts that appeared to show families of a big giant creature with long shaggy hair called Mayak Datat Datat Mayak Datat by this tribe. And the image appears to resemble something that we commonly think of as Bigfoot. Oh, cool. Some tribes really love Bigfoot, they think of Bigfoot as like the forest protector while other tribes feel like Bigfoot is like an absolute ogre or a monster and is something left best alone. Mm. So Native Americans obviously were not the only ones that saw Bigfoot. In the um, 19th and early 20th centuries, when there was miners and trappers and people, there was them gold and hidden them their hills. <laughs> there kind was of gold people. in them their hills. And woodsmen's they claim they claim to see wild men, bear men, and monkey men. 
And most famously, in 1924, a group of prospectors hunkered down in a cabin along the shoulder of Mount St. Helens in Washington State and claimed that they were attacked by a group of ape men. A group? Yes. See, that's what, like, you usually hear them, like, one at a time. Right. Yeah. So there's obviously, like, packs mm-hmm. of, of Sasquatch. So later, one of the um, prospectors admitted that they weren't an unprovoked attacks. I mean, men and guns, right? So <laughs> he like, had taken pot do? shots at the creatures earlier on in that day, and then oh. they were attacked that night. And I'm reading this article. Oh, my God. There are so many articles. <laughs> and there are so many like articles from websites and news places that you you'd never heard of you know and everybody's got a bigfoot website mm-hmm. but this article that i'm referencing here is from popular mechanics really yes and it's so like national geographic has multiple articles on bigfoot so there are scientific oh, cool magazines and news organizations that are treating this as viable evidence or proof or maybe just discussion not necessarily proof but just discussion of the possibility of there being a bigfoot mm-hmm. i'm gonna get into that in a second so anyway talking back about the prospectors who took pot shots at this creature um one of these ladies or one of the uh, people talking in this article says it's hard to know what came out of the bottom of a whiskey bottle so <laughs> you know being you know, working hard all day, sun goes down, you hit the bottle, you're bored because there's nothing to do but stare at a bunch of stinky old men <laughs> all in this cabin. And you start making up stories and then you start freaking everybody out with your stories, which I totally get. And you've all got guns. And y'all got guns. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of hard to figure out what's factual and what's just made up tales. Totally get it. Uh, Bigfoot was also a common name for particularly large, aggressive grizzlies who ate cattle, sheep, and attacked humans. Oh, I never heard that one. So that was just something thrown in there. Then in 1967, we have the famous Patterson Gremlin film, which is the one that you all see of like the Bigfoot lumbering along, Mm -hmm. looking at them and then keeping lumbering along. And I think that's been like analyzed a lot as far as, you know, is this a person in a Bigfoot suit? Could it actually be like they did the stride? And I think I saw a special on this once where they like truly went in and like measured the height and the gait and the arms and everything. And, and I can't remember. They, they pretty much came to the same conclusion, which is everybody's conclusion to this day is like not saying that there couldn't possibly be, mm-hmm. but not saying that we have any direct evidence that there is. And that's what makes it a cryptid, right? It's right. Like we cannot there's, prove that this... There's no proof, yeah. but from all the tales, and it's not just in North America, it's pretty much around the world that there are, you know, and if you think about it, it could be a holdover from primitive man. We just don't know. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. But anyway, so starting in the 60s, Bigfoot lore and scientific evidence, like, explodes 
exploded hmm. like with that film so many people wrote books there were professors and they're talking about a professor in this article from um popular mechanics who was like a credible and i don't remember what school he was associated with but scientific studying um primitive something or other and started on the bigfoot and got discredited and laughed at because he was like wanted to prove that bigfoot existed or the possibility of you know a primitive man like ape existing Mm -hmm. and so um see blah 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 blah. (laughs) Blah, so i'm looking at my notes and so this all happened and if you go on the internet, I mean, so many YouTubes, so much, many articles, like I said, National Geographics, um, Popular Mechanics, USA Today. Oh, my God. Um, some of the other ones that I was, I'm going to, like the Mirror from Britain. And I'm going to wrap it up with an article from them, <laughs> which is really cool. But again, like Loch Ness Monster, people who study cryptids are cryptozoologists mm-hmm. and... Like we said, they focus on entities mentioned in folklore, record, rumor, and fiction. And y'all, if y'all go on Wikipedia and look up a list of cryptids, I could prob- we could probably spend the rest of the year talking about cryptids. Oh, my God. There are so many cryptids that I have never heard of before. And I started, like, I went down that black hole of, like, watching YouTube videos of, like, <laughs> supposed cryptids that people have on film. But I feel like people want this to be true so bad that they will fake evidence Mm. which is totally does a a disservice to like maybe possible actual evidence but let's bring it back down to the south right so we have this bigfoot possible encounter here and you know north central alabama in arkansas and I'm totally going to mispronounce this. There is something called the uh, the Falk Monster. How do you spell that? It's F O U K E. Oh, weird. Falk. Does that sound I don't weird? have a clue. I would say that that way. Yeah. Right. Um, so there is, you know, there is a Bigfoot-like monster seen up in Arkansas. Uh, of course, we talked about the skunk ape of Florida. There's a huge skunk ape thing. Why is it the skunk ape? Did because say- supposedly, this you smell it before you see it. Uh, He's supposed uh. to smell so bad that it's like you want to run away. Kind oh of deal. So, and again, there's YouTube videos of that and highly suspect on like 99% of the videos that I watched are highly suspect. Mm. Um, The Gulf Coast, there is a Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization. In the Gulf Coast? Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization, or the GCBRO. GCBRO. Hey, bro. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And they were actually featured on, um, I don't know if it's a series of that's called Killing Bigfoot. Mm. Which kind of makes me sad because when you when you research Bigfoot, you automatically start seeing a bunch of guys with a bunch of automatic weapons. Oh yeah, and so of course instead of like trying to capture a live Bigfoot, they want to like kill it in order to 
That's They're it like big game hunters. Like Harry and the Hendersons. Don't I kill know. Harry. <laughs> John Lithgow's going to kill you. I know. Okay, so again, talking about our area, and this is something, I totally went down the Bigfoot. I would have never have gone down the Bigfoot path <laughs> if I hadn't talked to our friend Brandon. Yeah, I was going to say, Brandon bought said, my girls like Bigfoot calls one year that they could like, it's like the little turkey and calls, And I didn't know it was call. so close to us as it is, but apparently there is a Bigfoot museum in Georgia. Oh, really? Yeah. And it is called Expedition Bigfoot, a Sasquatch museum. And it's in Cherry Log, Georgia. Cherry Log? Yes. Okay. And their about page on their website says, Your mountain adventure starts here in North Georgia's (laughs) biggest family attraction, where entertainment meets education. Edutainment. That's right. Expedition Bigfoot is a 4,000 square foot complex where you will see the country's largest permanent display of genuine Bigfoot (laughs) artifacts, life-sized exhibits, photos, sketches, large up-to-date sightings map, and the world's only Bigfoot research and tech vehicle on display. Enjoy... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Enjoy the Sasquatch Theater, browse the gift shop, or relax in our Bigfoot reference library. Oh, wow. Join us for a day you'll never forget. I feel like they should give you, like, like Bigfoot slippers when you walk in so that you can put your feet or up on Or you just Bigfoot buy Bigfoot slot. slippers and walk through the museum wearing them. <laughs> that Correct? would be amazing. I'm pretty sure there's... Bigfoot paraphernalia all over that place. <laughs> Bigfoot is big money, apparently. Well, I think there was a movie, like a Bigfoot movie that was filmed on Chiha. Okay, I'm going to get to that. Oh, yes. Okay. So, we have the Bigfoot Museum in Georgia. Apparently, there has been a lot of sightings of Bigfoot in, in and around uh, Evergreen, Alabama. Is that like up on the mountains, like everything? Honestly, I was going to look at where it is, and I did not. <laughs> I was like one of those to do things I just didn't get to. But it is in uh, Koneka County, which I think like is probably the sausage. I think is Koneka. Uh, maybe down south. I want to say maybe in the swampier parts, Delta mm. areas of Alabama. It is now, and I found this because there were several like local news articles on this. Uh, it is now the official Bigfoot capital of Alabama. Oh, my gosh. Following approval of a resolution uh, that happened in February of 2000, so about a year ago, they pronounced themselves the Bigfoot capital of Alabama. The decision came after residents reported several Sasquatch sightings and after researchers came to town um, and discovered what they believed to be Bigfoot claw marks. And I saw pictures of these Bigfoot claw marks. And they look like bear claw marks, honestly. Mm. But they said that they couldn't possibly be bear claw marks because they were so high up on the tree. Hmm. So, again, but they made this proclamation and now they are the official Bigfoot capital of Alabama. So that might be another interesting kind of tourist place to go. I definitely want to go to the one in Georgia and just experience that. That in itself sounds like fun. 
Okay, talking about documentaries. Killing Bigfoot is a series. There's so many, like, just made for, like, independent filmmaker series about Bigfoots. But one that caught my eye um, is a documentary, and it's really more of a spoof. And it's on Netflix. And it's called Bo McGraw, <laughs> Redneck Bigfoot Hunter. <laughs> and it's definitely a spoof. It's definitely poking fun of the Bigfoot slash Southern Hunter kind of deal. I had a really hard time watching it. Did you watch the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like the first part. I was like, there's no fucking way I can make it through this whole thing. <laughs> and, and the only reason why, and I don't know if it was just kind of amateur filmmaking i mean it looked great it sounded great i understood the premise of it and everything but it moved so slow Mm. and i had a um professor when i was taking video one time telling me that when you're like editing a video you go back and watch it and when you watch it as soon as you get distracted or feel even the slightest bit bored that's where you need to cut and move to a new scene yeah so this was definitely so slow Uh, and not fast and especially for our generation now who's like constantly need things to change and but it did have some really funny things and i probably will like go back and try to rewatch the whole thing i'm gonna watch it because it had a taxidermy squirrel puppet in it <laughs> oh my god Sold. and another thing that it had in it that i didn't really think was southern but now that i think about it i could totally get it it had a box fan mm. okay we use box fans like like we travel with a box fan <laughs> we do it's like if we're going to a hotel we're going to take our box <laughs> fan with us because we need that air and we need that sound and we cannot we cannot sleep in a place that does not have like breeze and like that sound of a box fan so i didn't know if that was like a southern thing but they have like this big box fan in the back i was like i've got two (laughs) okay so yeah that's me um and then they had like the taxidermy taxidermy's huge in the south like yeah it's creepy and Maybe we'll look up something on taxidermy, mm. being in the strange south. I've got some taxidermy stories. Oh. Not that I've ever, like, done taxidermy or anything, but being around taxidermy that other people have had is Like their creepy. eyes follow you. Mm. Yes. It's kind of like the doll thing, right? But with dead animals. I don't know. Oh, that's creepier. It mm. is creepier. Also, that um, the popular mechanics article that i was referencing (laughs) that was really the most informative it was written about um this npr uh reporter who's based out of dc and she actually has a podcast now called wild things and i haven't listened to it i'm gonna go listen to it but her name is laura krantz Mm -hmm. and she found out during the course of this article or well not during the course of the article but as you read in the article, that she was related to this scientist professor person who actually got discredited because of his obsession with 
Bigfoot. Oh, the one that you talked about. Oh, right. Okay. You know, so he wanted to do this study to prove Bigfoot was out there and he pretty much got laughed and almost lost his tenure and his position in academia because of it. And she found out they shared last names and she started asking her family. She's like, oh, yeah, that's like your cousin. That's your you know, crazy. Yeah. Kind of yeah. deal. And so she really got obsessed with it. And now she has her own podcast, which, again, so much Bigfoot information out there. But I would think her being an NPR uh, reporter, that that would be like really interesting to listen to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rose. Sorry, cat. So let's talk a little bit about just some physical statistics on Bigfoot, since this is something that we readily know, right? <laughs> and again, there's so much information out there. Um, some websites that I found were horrendous i mean (laughs) so bad and as being like someone that teaches web development and being a web developer myself it was like cringe worthy so i tried to steer clear of that but there are some like really decent websites about bigfoot out there and i'll tell you which one that i looked at and was most impressed with but this is some of the information i got from this bigfoot website the height of bigfoot he can be anywhere between six feet to six inches to 10 feet tall. So between six foot and a half to 10 feet tall. Oh, wow. He can weigh anywhere between 400 to 1,000 pounds. His footprints have been 12 to 22 inches in length and 5 to 11 inches wide. Uh, His hands have been known to be anywhere between six to eight and a half inches stubby fingers, hair, dark brown, reddish, unkept, matted, Hmm. as you would think something in the wild would be, right? Because he doesn't have a comb. Right. No comb. No comb for Bigfoot. Black, brown, or tan skin. His head, they call it a sagittal crest. So I don't know if that means it kind of points. Mm. I don't know what sagittal means. I'll have to look that up again. So much information. I was so overwhelmed that when I got these <laughs> details, I was like, I'm not looking it up. That's going to send me down another rabbit hole, right? I'm just picturing like the Harry and the Henderson's Bigfoot with like their really tall forehead. Head, like, like, yeah, six. like almost right. Yes. That caveman-like <laughs> brooding mm-hmm. large forehead kind of deal. It's um, bad that a lot of my information comes from Harry and the Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so his talking about foreheads, his large brow ridge, so very caveman like, flat black nose, thin mm. human like lips. Eyes have known to be either brown or red. Smith, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this. Say it. <laughs> okay. Smells like Butch, who lives under the bridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so, I don't know. Poor Butch. I'm sorry, Butch. Poor Butch. <laughs> under the bridge. So, last, even though I'm, I've talked a little bit about Bigfoot in the South, I really, when I was doing this research, let me try to pull this up. Um I saw that there have been like Bigfoot sightings all over the world. So it's not, you know, just strictly here in the South or in the Northwest where we usually think of Bigfoot coming from. So 
The Mirror, which is a UK newspaper, published Bigfoot 10 Things You Need to Know About Legendary Sasquatch. And they pulled their information from this website that um, I was telling you about. And it's called Mm BigfootFinder.com. And it's really kind of an entertaining website. It's pretty well done uh, in reference to the Bigfoot websites, right? But being the British, they always kind of give that cheeky air about (laughs) what they're saying about Bigfoot. So I thought I would close on this because some of this really like had me laughing really hard last night. (laughs) Okay, so the mystery surrounding Bigfoot has been around for hundreds of years. The latest discovery of a decomposing Bigfoot has sparked speculations that it could be could belong to the legendary beast. And this article was done in 2013 so apparently 2013 was a big year for bigfoot info but what do we know about the mythical creature in 1965 hold on the creature is described as standing at seven to ten feet tall and weighing more than 35 stone with footprints 17 inches long Okay, stone. I have no idea about stone. I don't know how to convert stone. (laughs) I don't either. And I'm really surprised they didn't use metrics. At least they used inches and stuff. Bigfoot is also known as Sasquatch. Duh. In 1965, Bigfoot was officially put on the endangered species list in Russia. Nuh-uh. Germany and France followed suit in 1967. British explorer David Thompson is sometimes credited with the first discovery in 1811 of a set of Sasquatch footprints. <laughs> that was my stomach. <laughs> that was Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> All right, let's see. Many people since then have claimed to take in pictures of the hairy beast footprints, though nobody can produce any hard evidence. Okay, this is the one. I don't know if I'm able to tell. I went in my pants. <laughs> if you are confronted by Bigfoot, offering it food will provide you with an 80% chance of survival. Oh my God, they have percentages. <laughs> while crying will provoke the animal to punch you in the face. (laughs) According to Bigfoot Finder website, dedicated to spotting the creature. Oh my God, when I ever hit that, that was so funny. There is a conflicting scientific evidence about Bigfoot. Some researchers believe it is closely related to humans, while others think Bigfoots originated from an extinct giant ape. It may even be extraterrestrial being. Mm. I don't know. I feel like Bigfoot has to be like built from the U.S. mountains or something. (laughs) It's very terrestrial. Very terrestrial, right? The eating habits of Bigfoot are widely disputed. Research suggests that it may be vegetarian, while others believe the creature must be a carnivore. Kit Kats... What? Are also reported to be Bigfoot's menu. On Bigfoot's <laughs> menu. Um, ba, ba, ba. How do we it know says, that it likes Kit Kats? I do not know. Mm. I'll have to like research that more, right? <laughs> um, it is believed that Bigfoot can run at a speed of 35 miles an hour. Mm. I know. Early Native American tribes saw Bigfoot as a spiritual being depicted in totem poles and had a name for the creature in their own language. 
they saw Sasquatch as a protector of the woods. Up until that week that this article is written in, Texas veterinarian Melba Ketchum announced that her team of research have found Bigfoot DNA, but no science journal would publish the results. Hmm. She then set up her own journal and charged users $35 to <laughs> access the results. <laughs> it's like she's got her uh, side hustle she's got going on. Mm-hmm. Mating season <laughs> for Bigfoot is from March to April. The creatures are said to mate in similar fashions to gorillas. Hmm. And that is what I know currently about Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, one thing I was watching, like I said, I didn't watch all of that documentary or that, what is it? It's kind of a a spoof. Mockumentary. Mockumentary, right, on Bigfoot. They have... They had this woman talking about her encounter with Bigfoot. And she's like, yeah, I saw this big hairy thing on the side of the road. And she's like, I didn't really know what it was, but I had stopped. And so I like waved it like, come on, you can go. She was like, <laughs> and, and, and he went, no, you go. And she was like, no, you go. And I was such a Southern thing sitting at a four-way stop, like trying to tell the other person to go and be all polite. But it's more of a passive aggressive, get the fuck out of my way so I can go kind of thing. But I was rolling on the floor when she's like, she's having this thing with Bigfoot. No, honey, you can go. No, it's your turn. You go. So I definitely want to like watch it more, but at the time, that's just like as far as I got. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> so that is our episode three. Is there anything else that we need to cover? I don't think so. I, I think, think we're so covered. I'm ready to go pee and get another drink yes that sounds amazing amazing well thank everybody for listening thank you please um you know check out the website check out our instagram please like uh instagram our facebook page it's at the strange south podcast for either instagram and facebook is how you can find us please like the page and also if you are listening to this through itunes Give us some feedback, please. Only positive feedback, right? Yes, five stars. Five stars. Give us, give us some feedback. And actually, like, if you have a few words to say, go ahead and put them up there. That would be great. Give us some feedback. Let us know any stories that you have or want yes, to know. Yes, tell us your stories, and we can talk about them. Right, and I do, I do want to like. I haven't talked to you about this, but I do want like once a month maybe have a guest host on yes, here to talk about their story. Idea. Since especially since um, we heard about that story about that girl and her family and her dad who is like a paranormal yes. ghost hunter on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So many like of our friends have like uncovered like these really strange, quirky little stories that we have found. It's true. Like all of a sudden, all of my friends are like, oh yeah, somebody died in my house. Somebody right. died in my house. I was like, what the fuck, you guys? Why haven't we talked about this before? <laughs> exactly. So if you have any of that, we are stories at thestrangesouth.com. You can email or put them on Facebook, however you want to do it. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.